Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. When did the image of success become so shallow and cookie cutter? It's carefree entrepreneurship, sprawling homes and curated aesthetics, all wrapped up in a simplified social media post, rife with the latest buzzwords explaining how you're just one manifestation away from the life of your dreams. But building thriving businesses and positioning yourself as a leader in any industry has little to do with hitting these external validations and everything to do with cutting through the crap and getting to work. My name is James Patrick, and I'm an internationally published photographer, marketing strategist, and your host in this discussion. I've spent decades studying the mechanics of success so I could reverse engineer the process. Together, let's specifically define what success means to you and determine the steps to get you there. With real strategies, exclusive interviews, and game-changing ideas you can implement into your life and business. It's time to go beyond the facade, beyond the posturing, beyond the image to create real change personally and professionally. This is the Beyond the Image Podcast. My guest today, David Valentine. David, how are you doing today? Great, James. How are you? Well, I was, I thought I was good until I started hearing about your day uh, as we were before we turned on the uh, the recorder, and now I'm just feeling jealous and and a little bit resentful. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. The That's uh, all right. the place that I live is nice. <laughs> I'm I'm curious though. Your your bio says serial entrepreneur, investor, and marketing madman. Is this is this in the a la AMC's madman, or is this like I am a madman when it comes to marketing? Uh, I think it's, I think it's the latter. Um, yeah, I, I, I watch mad men and, uh, it's fairly dark. It's a good way to get depressed actually has been my experience. (laughs) I think I made it through half a season. I was like, I I don't think this is, this is going to end well for anyone. So I'll just stop now. Yeah. It's good. Good call on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. What was your intro into kind of generating businesses and then and then helping others uh, manage manage their own journeys within within the entrepreneurial field yeah like most people james i just i just got uh, fed up doing the corporate gig you know mm-hmm. and decided that i could go do it better and i had run some small businesses as a kid you know lawn mowing and i sold candy bars out of my backpack when i was in elementary school and, you know i did little things like that all the time just to make some extra cash but I really had no idea what I was doing. And I started a marketing and catch all digital agency and had no idea how to get customers or anything like that. And stumbled my way through it, found some success, uh, built that company up, ultimately let that company go and then started launching these other companies. And really what I found for myself, James, is a small businesses are where it's at. I, you just can't convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives the owner, operator, solopreneur more freedom. It allows them to make the money that they want to make. And 
it creates better work environments for our people than this crazy corporate structure that's discombobulated and disconnected from uh, each other. And so the reason why I get out of bed every morning is I want to help entrepreneurs be successful because we need them to be successful Mm -hmm. as a society. So uh, it's a passion for my, of mine because I've seen it work very, very well. It's worked for the, the companies behind me and uh, some ones that aren't behind me uh, that I get to work with. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where that passion and drive comes from. You know, I, I want to throw back to what you said, like you, even as a child, you, you had this interest in figuring out what it took to get someone to invest in something, whether that's, you know, getting someone to buy a candy bar to starting a digital agency and, and having someone entrust their, their brand and business with you. And I was very similar in the sense of what could I cultivate or create that someone would want to pay money for. Um, now, when I contrast that against so many entrepreneurs who will hyper-specialize and, and have this myopic focus on being amazing at their their craft or their trade or their product or their service, but maybe they never were the person who sold candy bars out of their backpack. And thus, they haven't figured out how to communicate what it is they do to the people who need to hear it the most. And why do you think there is that chasm between these I mean, really, it's just kind of these two camps, those who love to figure out how to market and sell and those who, you know, just became so intimately focused on, I want to perfect this product or this service or this, this solution for others. Yeah, I think that's a great question, James. I think that as I've purchased more and more companies, I've invested in more and more companies, there have been some trends that I've seen. And then I've looked towards other people that have invested in a number of companies. So I I don't think that Mark Cuban's the end-all sale, but I, I do like him as an investor. I do like him as an entrepreneur, and I think that he's got some good ideas for our society. And so one of the things that I've heard from him often is, you know, he stopped investing in companies that only had a owner-founder that was in product, that could not do sales or marketing. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is, honestly, those people are great, but you have to put so many resources around them and they get so focused on the product that oftentimes they lose sight of who's going to buy this thing. And I've seen that in all my years as a marketing professional in my first agency, because we did so much for so many different industries, I would routinely see a similar thing happen. Owner founders who could sell, their companies would thrive even in economic downturns, they would thrive. Owner founders who were product focused would struggle unless they had a fantastic salesperson sitting next to them that they intimately knew and trusted in such a way that they could sell whatever they wanted to. And they deferred on purpose to the salesperson to move the bar, to to, to move everything forward. And so I think of the real dichotomy there is, is that there's a, a romance to being a product person. There's a romance to being an operations person. There's a romance to saying, I just want to create great work environments for people to live and thrive in. And at the end of the day, if you can't sell something, you're not going to go anywhere. And so that's why all the companies that we set up, we set them up as sales and marketing companies that then ultimately have a single, a lot of them have a singular product that they're selling and that's really how we do it. And that's how we grow companies really fast. It's interesting. 
I had this conversation, James, with a client today. And they are just so set on not selling their product in a way that's going to leave them open to harm that they're not selling anything. And I'm like, look, you guys have to have some skin in the game in order for clients to feel like they're getting the benefit. So unless you have skin in the game, you're always going to struggle for clients. You're going to be in this perpetual cycle. You're going to be upset, frustrated. You're going to want to quit. And eventually you will. And you'll never have really given it a go. So you got to come up with something better, a better offer in order to actually get people to say, yes, let's meet. And then yes, let's work together. And I think, you know, it's, it's so common that I'll hear from entrepreneurs say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just bad at marketing or I'm bad at sales. And more often than not, what I see is maybe they just don't understand what marketing is, or maybe they have a misperception of what the definition of sales actually entails. And then, you know, thinking about what you said, you know, either you learn how to do this yourself or you bring someone on who is really adept at doing it. And I know for a lot of my listeners, you know, a, a large number of them are going to get real nervous when it comes to hiring someone, especially at the early stages. So what, what kind of context would you give to what are some early steps that they can at least start to better conceptualize what marketing and sales actually is when it comes to the solution that they're trying to craft for others? So first things first, you know, a lot of your audience is in the fitness space, mm -hmm. right? And so a lot of times what ends up happening, this doesn't just happen in the fitness space, by the way, this happens across every industry I've ever seen. People will start to sell on unique value propositions or unique uh, selling propositions. What I mean is, let's say, well, I do it differently than Susie because I do X, Y, and Z, and she doesn't do that. Or we do it differently than that company because of A, B, and C. No one cares. No one cares. When someone's coming to work with a fitness professional in whatever sense of, and form that is, they're looking for results. So unless you're selling a result, they're not going to say yes to you. And it's, it's funny because I'm a, I'm a person that loves Tommy Boy, the movie. It cracks me up every time I watch it. It's an absolute classic. And yet, you have to put guarantees on, on the results that you're going to give people. If you don't put a guarantee on a result, honestly, why should I trust it? There are so many people that are hawking supplements that are clearly on steroids. I won't name names. There are people that are promoting fitness plans that honestly won't get people results because they're too small. They're just talking about fitness. They're not talking about nutrition and sleep. Uh, and so really when it comes down to it, the question that we should be asking ourselves is, what are all the things that I would need to control and or help a customer client with in order to get them their desired outcome? So if their desired outcome is, I want to be in the best shape of my life. I want to look like a Hollywood superhero. Great, man. That's a great uh Thing to strive for in order to get that that's a thousand bucks a month guess what i'm going to give you for that thousand bucks a month i'm going to give you a guarantee that in six months you're going to look like that or in three months or whatever it is i'm also going to make sure that you get the supplements that you need to do it i'm also going to create and what ends up happening is if you put together these great offers james you actually create products and services that are way more valuable 
that you in, in turn charge way more money for, making your margin much higher and making each customer much, much more valuable. And you're gonna have better testimonials because you're gonna be providing way more value and they're gonna be receiving that, right? So it's really saying, hey, listen, let's sell based on an outcome. Once we understand really all that marketing is, is understanding what people want. And then sales is just going, hey, how can we create offers that are sound so good people feel silly saying no to. And if you do those things, sky's the limit. You know, this reminds me of a conversation I was having earlier today with one of my clients who we were assessing uh, client drop-off for them. So how many clients after uh, a three-month period choose not to renew their services? And they were thinking, well, you know, most often when I charge people a lump sum for three months at a discounted rate, by the end of the three months, they're choosing not to renew versus someone who pays month to month, they're going to choose renew. I said, well, that's an interesting data point. And I'd be curious to learn more about that. But what are their actual reasons? When you, when you did an exit interview, what were their actual reasons of why they were not renewing? And more often than not, it ended up, they didn't want to do the work. They didn't want to do the work and thus they weren't getting the results. So if they're not getting the results, it doesn't really matter whether they're investing in one lump sum or whether they're investing month to month, they're not going to want to invest again. So the question is, how can you cultivate the right results, but then also find the right clients who are willing to do the work for those results? Because no one quits a program that's too successful. Oh, this program worked too well for me. I just can't do it anymore. Right, right. And that's the thing, right? Is it's, it's an opportunity to say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you a guarantee. In order to get the guarantee, you have to do these things. You have to do them every day, or you have to do them five days a week, or you, whatever that looks like, right? You can craft your guarantee of, I'll get you into superhero shape in three months, or I'll give you half your money back but you have to actually document it or you have to use the streak app or you have to send me videos. I actually know some personal trainers now that are, you know, they're doing personal training with entrepreneurs who are really busy and are traveling all the time, people like me. And they're like, look, I have my clients have a Marco Polo account. They have to shoot videos of them working out. They have to show videos of them actually on the equipment or doing whatever it is or showing their Apple watch with the readout every single day. And if they miss a day, they don't get it. So I'm creating habits for them that they can then take after they've hit their goals, after they've seen success. Now they've got the habit intact and they're going to be good for a long time unless they have some sort of injury. And guess what? Then they're going to come back to me and say, Hey, I'm out of rhythm again, James. Can you help me get back into shape? Like I'm whatever that looks like. Right. And so it's about building better systems for people that allow us a window into what they're doing and who they are and how they're thriving or how they're struggling and then providing solutions. One of my favorite things to do is go, okay, so when a customer signs on, client signs on to work with me, what's the next problem that we have to solve for them? Right? So if you're in fitness, it's like, okay, so they just signed on. What's the, what's the next problem I have to solve? The next problem I have to solve is they're terrified. They have no idea what I'm about to do. They think that I'm about to kill them with exercise for an hour and a half every day. And here's how we're going to change your diet. What if instead I just said, hey, listen, we're going to have an onboarding call. 
24 to 72 hours after you say yes to working with me. In that onboarding call, I'm going to give you things that we're going to work on for just the next two weeks that are going to be super simple. We're going to do a food journal. We're going to monitor what you're already doing. You know, whatever that is, make it bite-sized so they start to feel it. You can also do things, and I love to do this too, James, where I say, listen, we're going to do basically the onboarding. It takes two weeks. It takes three weeks. And I do this for clients or for companies where we charge tens of thousands of dollars a month for services. And I just say, listen, until we launch the actual program, you don't pay a dime. So if I was one of your listeners, I would be like, listen, I'm going to do your intake. We're going to do this food journal. We're going to do this stuff. That's going to take about two weeks before I have a comprehensive understanding of who you are, where you're at and your fitness. And then I'm going to give you recommendations. The day that we start actually training and eating and sleeping the way that I want you to based off the empirical data you give me, that's the day that I'm going to charge you. I'm going to give you all that other stuff for free. What does that do for me as a customer? Now I feel at ease. <sighs> okay, well, James isn't charging me just yet. We're just doing the onboarding. And this is the part where I'm just kind of getting to know him. He's kind of getting to know me. It puts me at ease. Now I know that until my program starts, I'm not going to be charged. So I still have money in my pocket until I start actionably working towards my goals. Great. Everybody wins. It's really about making the door open wider and then finding the right people that you want to work with. The thing that this will do is if you create a great offer and you create guarantees around it, two things will happen. One, you're going to get more opportunities to work with customers. Just it'll happen. And if you put it on your site or you put it on your social or you put wherever you put this in your marketing uh, map, you're going to find that you will have more calls with potential customers than you've ever had before. And two, you're going to close more deals because we're making the process of purchasing frictionless. It's what Amazon does in a world-class fashion. Oh, you want one-click purchase? Done. Oh, you want two-day shipping? achieved, right? And so it's one of those things where the more things that we can do to help our people stay engaged, the better. I even have, uh, I'll say one more thing and then I'll shut up for a second. But I also have a, a former client who he did a fitness training program for high school kids. And he basically gamified the entire system. He had an app built for like $6,000 and it was a big expense for him at the time, but the app was built around taking certain actions in a day that increased their physical health. And he actually did uh, emotional and spiritual well-being as well. So if they meditated or prayed or whatever, they would get scores for that. And then if they got enough points over the course of a year, his company would pay for them to go on a trip. Mm. And so they'd go do a week in Estes Park, Colorado, and it was paid for by him, or they'd go... They took some, uh, they got donations from businesses that sponsored it, right? They took a group of high school students to New Zealand and they went and did the Lord of the Rings tour, hiking through mountains and going through forests and all sorts of cool stuff for seven days. And it was all paid for by their hard work. And so there are always new mechanisms that we can pull to help people understand they only get one body and their fitness is really valuable. There's so much to unpack from this. And I'll start first with, you, you talked about like an onboarding process and that right there, it's such an overlooked opportunity to build trust with, with someone who is uh, choosing to invest in you to really validate like, yes, you made the right choice in this. And I think about this from 
you know, I run an online membership and one of the biggest issues that anyone who runs online membership has are individuals who sign up for the membership and then never do anything. And some might look at that and say, well, that's just free money. Yeah, but they're not going to stay. And the average is about three months, we've noticed. So if we get them upon when they first swipe that credit card to do one thing, one thing, even if it's just watching an introductory video, just welcoming them to the program, that right there will increase the amount of time that they are a member of the online membership, as well as the likelihood of them to actually use the resources within the membership. Because, you know, all we're doing is making a quick intro video that says, hey, thank you so much for being a part of this. Let me walk you through how to get started so that you can move forward confidently. In fact, I have your first homework assignment right here in this video. So now they're in they are attached to that system. And I think that's such an important thing that anyone could integrate. It doesn't matter what business, like I work as a photographer. When someone books a photo shoot with me, I could have some system set up to, to build that confidence that that potential client had when they chose to invest in my services that, you know what, this was the right choice. And I'm so excited and looking forward to this, to this project together. And the other thing you said was, effective systems and and with effective systems you know you've, you've talked a bit about guarantees and I, I I promise every one of my listeners says well I I can't guarantee you know my services because it's it's upon the clients what they do and I don't you know people are just going to take advantage of me but here's the thing you said systems when you create systems that build important habits for your clients habits that will then, actually lead them to results. And if it is unquestionable that if you follow this system and you build these habits, you will get the results. And if not, that's on me because then I just didn't design something appropriately. Maybe that's the actual fear is maybe I didn't design something appropriately. But if you have confidence in what you built and you know what you built can change people for the better or can create a solution or an outcome or transformation, whatever it is, just build those systems that walk them through the process. And then what do you have to lose by the guarantee? I, I, I imagine the percent of people who would ever ask for a, a refund would be way outshadowed by the number of new clients you're bringing in who, who never would have purchased unless you had that. And so that kind of like looking at full circle, you mentioned great offer and then guarantee, but that great offer. And that's like, what, 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 what could make what I am trying to propose, an offer versus a great offer, an offer that I just can't say no to. Again, it's all, it all comes down to the result, right? So when, when uh, if you're listening to this, you're like, well, what are, the, what are the outcomes that you often hear? My assumption is most people want to lose weight. That's just like the default mode network that everybody has. They're like, I got to lose weight. 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is, they are trying to lose, uh, really it's fat on their body. So one of the things that I would do is I would just start to start to say, have the best, be in the best shape of your life guaranteed. Like that would just be a thing that I would say. And, and the best guarantees are with a timestamp, be in the best shape of your life in 90 days or life or 90 days or less guaranteed best shape of your life in six months or less guaranteed. And then you have to put a qualifier on there. Do they get their money back? Do they get to work for free with you for three months if they don't hit that? What is it? 
But here's the other thing, and you can put this in the fine print of your conditions. There are two, two kinds of guarantees. There's the conditional guarantee, which is what we've been talking about. Hey, listen, I'll guarantee you're gonna be in the best shape of your life. However, you have to do what I say. If you don't do what I say, no guarantee. And I need, here's how I'm gonna collect that evidence. Marco Polo, video, you're gonna, I'm gonna connect to your Apple Watch, your Garmin, whatever that is for you, set it up. The second thing is, the second kind of guarantee is an unconditional guarantee. Now, if you're in the fitness space, this is hard. So an unconditional guarantee is I guarantee X no matter what you do. I've got it. So you can do that because you could say, listen, I guarantee that I will show up and help you train every single week. I guarantee that I'm going to have a new meal plan for you every month. Whatever that looks like, that's something that the your client doesn't have to worry about, right? Uh, and And that's a good way to go about it. And here's the sneaky thing. And I don't know that everyone in this audience does this, but this is a thing that I would do. There's, there's like an, there's an offer or value equation, right? That, that we leverage for all the businesses. I had this idea a long time ago and it was kind of convoluted and out there. I, I picked up a book by a guy that I, I bet a lot of your listeners are familiar with, Alex Hormozzi. And he talks about this in his books. And basically it's this simple idea. What's the dream outcome for a client times the perceived likelihood of success? That's at the top of the equation. Then divided by the time it takes to get that dream outcome times the effort and sacrifice I need to get there. That equals your value, right? And so the thing in that perception, the thing that's really helpful there is liposuction is really expensive because it's inherently more valuable than a, inherently more valuable in quotes than training with someone because I get the results instantly. We cut the time way down. The effort and sacrifice is almost zero, right? I got to pay a lot of money, but the, the effort's very, very low. Um, and the perceived likelihood of success is really high and the dream outcome is still the same. When it comes to doing training programs with people or helping people eat better, whatever, we have to come up with metrics that are going to make their perception of time shrink. So one of the best ways that I've done this in my own life is I worry way less about the weight scale and I worry way more about a tape measurement around my belly button and around my waistline. I worry way more about a tape measurement around my biceps and my chest because I'm less concerned with the skin. Now, I'm, I know that I'm strange in that sense, but it's a way to give people a new perception of what's happening. A lot of the people that are listening here, you know that you can lose belly fat pretty quickly if you focus on some core exercises and you put them through some, um, some cardio pretty dang quickly. And you can also, if they're like me, they'll put on muscle mass pretty quickly. Now I'm, I'm unique in that sense, but you're going to give them some tangible measurements that may not appear on the scale, won't appear necessarily in the mirror. But if you say, hey, look, you lost an inch and a half around your belly button line in three weeks. In that person's mind, that's a big number. That's a big deal. They just got tangible results. Okay. I went three weeks. It's been hard, but I'm going to keep going because I can see it. I have empirical data that it's working. And most people have one measurement, which is that dadgum weight scale, and it's not sufficient. And so if we start to point that out as fitness professionals, here's all the ways that we can highlight the successes that you're gaining. It gives them a reason to continue engaging with you 
and saying, yeah, I'm seeing the results. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to the weight goal that I have. But right now I'm getting the results around my, my waistline and I can tell I'm putting on some muscle. I'm a little bit firmer. So the weight scale may not be going down as much as I want. But, you know, James keeps telling me that's because I'm also putting on muscle while I'm simultaneously losing fat. And I can buy into that now that I have some other measurement. You know, I, I was thinking about what I was going through with the previous trainer of mine. And you're right. You know, when you when you just have one data point, like uh, the the scale, <clears throat> you know, I'd be looking at the scale. I'm like, I, I've been kind of at this weight for a while. Like, is this program not working? And the response was because she had a system because there was check-ins that were required and check-ins required photos as well as measurements. And all she had to do was take my last photo and put it side by side with my photo from two months prior. And she says, I don't know. Do you see a difference? And it, I mean, it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. That's me. I forgot. I yeah. forgot. That's what I looked like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And it's once again, it remotivated me to like, all right, trust the system. She's yeah. got, she has this figured out, like she being my trainer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there are all these different ways we can help our clients understand the value that we're providing them outside of some of the goals that we have. Now you sell them and you get them in based off the result that they all want. And if you're a person that's like, hey, listen, I want to train bodybuilders. Guess what? Your result is vastly different than the person that's talking to people like myself. It's like, Dave, you're busy. You run seven different companies. Like you got a lot going on. I work out every day. Someone just needs to come in and be like, Dave, we're going to change your diet. Here's how we're going to do that. And we're going to add these exercises to your thing. It's only going to add like 15, 20 minutes to the total amount of exercise you do every day, but it's going to make improvements on your, your waistline. Great, man. Let's go. You know? And so I think that you have to think strategically about who your ideal customer is. What are their ideal outcomes? What are the things that are hindering them from hitting that? There's a guy that I saw speak at a conference years ago now, and he targeted advertising agency owners because they're all super stressed out. They're high powered individuals. They're always the ones that are the the man or the woman, right? They're, they're the guru on the Hill. And he said, man, you guys don't have any time. I'm going to show you how to do, to be your best self. In fact, I'm gonna help you get there in 120 days or less. And then we're going to do it in less than an hour a day. And that was his pitch. And he was like, I'll help you find an hour. If you think that you can't find an hour, I'll help you find it. And he was sincere about that. I had some, some uh, friends at the time that ended up working with that guy and they got great results in 120 days or less because they followed his program. And so this is totally possible. The guarantee that you're, I've always found this, the thing that scares you the most is always the thing that's going to lead you to your highest success. It just is. So at this point in my long entrepreneur career, I'm just like, oh, I'm terrified of that thing. That's probably the thing that I should do. Hmm. Now, when you talk about crafting that outrageous offer, is that is that really lying in the specificity of the guarantee? Like one of the things you mentioned was like having a time limit. Like, you know, you can do this within three months. Is Is that what gets people to really latch on to something versus like, okay, I, I'm going to lose, you know, how to lose 20 pounds, but there's no real details on when that's going to be done or how that's going to be done. Oh no, my program, you'll lose 20 pounds in 90 days or, you know, you know, yeah. five inches. Yeah. The time, the time frame matters. 
Because if I just say, hey, James, I'm going to help you look like uh, your favorite, you know, Marvel superhero. And you go, cool, how long? Well, it's going to take 18 months and I need you to work out two hours a day and I get to control everything that you eat, but I'm going to get you there. That's not an attractive offer. That's just, mm-hmm. that's, it's like, okay, okay, right. But I, you know, I, I have a buddy who was in Hollywood. He did some, some really big films in the nineties and he was in phenomenal shape. And he told me the same thing that I've heard from every actor that I've talked to. It's really nice to get paid to be in shape. And for most people in society, that's not real. <laughs> and so whenever we craft these offers, we have to think about what is an actual tangible thing that we can help them get to in a, a, an amount of time that's going to make them feel good. Most people, when they think about it, they think 90 days or less is valuable. This is something we found. One of my companies sends out emails on behalf of our clients. We send about a, a million emails a day on behalf of our clients. And in those emails, we've tried all sorts of different stuff all the time. The case studies that we find that work best, we worked with this client. So then you give the client's name. And, and I realize in, in fitness, a lot of times, just the first name. We worked with Brian. And uh, we used our proven program. And I would recommend that you name your program, by the way. That's really, really powerful. We used our proven program. And in 88 days, uh, this is what Brian lost. Here's the before and after photo we'd love to work with you. Like that's how I'd write that email or that's how I'd put that promotion on a website because people just want to get the result. And if you can say to people, listen, I'm telling you, I have a proven process. I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to get you there in 90 days. And then after the 90 days, here's what the program looks like then. Just tell them on the front end. Cause listen, and, and one of my favorite things to say is, listen, the people that really find success in my 90 day program, they do what I tell them to. And so you have to do what I tell you to, to get the result. And once you do, after that, it's going to get easier because you've already got the habits. We're just going to add some things on. We're going to help you bulk up. We're going to help you lean up, lean down even more, We're going to, whatever that is. And you just walk people through that process very simply. And one of the things that I love to say too, James, is like qualify your customers. There are some customers that are going to come to you and you're, they're going to go, I want to lose 50 pounds. And you're like, listen, brother, you don't have 50 pounds to lose. In fact, we probably need to lose like 15 pounds of fat and put on 20 pounds of muscle because you're lean. So like, let's aim for something different. You're not going to qualify for that guarantee, but here's another guarantee that we can put together for you. And so if you have that in your hip pocket, because you know that you have different bodies that come in, you have different personalities, but if you can highlight one offer, that's a big catch-all for most of your customers, that's a good place to start. Put it on your site, put it on your business, put it on your business cards. Mm. You know what I mean? Guaranteed. Uh, you know, 90 days or less, best shape of your life or your money back. Great. Now you can give them the details later. You have to do what I say. You have to eat what I say. You have to show me proof. But to your point too, James, whenever you do this, people know, and most people are good people and they know if they did the program or not. And so they're not going to, if they don't get the results and they didn't really give it a go, they're not going to come back and ask you for your money back. I think about like, <clears throat> cause there've been a few, a few offers where we've input guarantees and something I've been thinking so much more about and just pure serendipity that we're having this conversation because it, it reinforces that, okay, this is something to, to really give attention to. Um, 
I remember uh, 10 years ago, I sold a digital product and we had a guarantee for it. And I want to say it was under 2% ever asked for a refund on it. And it was like, but the question was, and I didn't split test this, of course, because I didn't, I wasn't split testing 10 years ago, but if I were to run two side-by-side sales pages, one with a guarantee, one with not, and then track the, the, the sales versus each, then I could see, or how many more sales did I make by having that guarantee? And does that override that 2%? Most likely, most likely exponentially. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, so I'll, I'll give you a quick case study. So I, I bought a PR firm uh, in April of this year and brought it into the portfolio of companies that I own. And I did what I do for every single company. So here's the fun thing for everybody listening. What I'm telling you to do are things that I literally do for all the companies that I own. And this is just one case study of that. And it happened recently. So it's worth mentioning. So I bought this company, this PR firm on April 1st, we decided, Hey, we're going to rebrand them. So we went through the process of totally changing their logo, completely overhauling their website and coming up with offers that sound outrageous offers that sound too good to be true. And as we went through that process, we actually launched their stuff, I think on the May 17th. So then from May 17th to July 17th, so two months, they sold 17 contracts. Their cheapest contract at the, at, during that time was $3,500 a month cheapest one that they offered. The previous 12 months prior to us purchasing them, they had made seven sales. What changed? We made a logo change. That's true. We made a website change. That's true. But we created great offers and then we used marketing to push those offers out and they had much more response. They had more conversions because the offers were really easy to say yes to. And now the the company is growing a lot more steadily. Now we're actually a month after that, which is bananas. But uh, they're, they're continuing to grow at a really rapid pace because they made this switch. And it's just because we put together an offer that sounds really good, that's easy for people to accept and digest and then say yes to. And that's really the goal. What I like about this is, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, which is so many of the listeners of the show focus on the, their, their craft. Well, this is leaning into that skill set. If you are so focused on your craft, let's actually put more light on the craft and use that as the marketing. And that that goes back to what I was saying. It's like I think most people just might not understand what marketing and sales truly is. And if you are so obsessed with this product or this service you created and you know that this has such a high efficacy for the people who onboard with it, well, that's your messaging. And let's let's build that into an offer now. And let's let's put some specific, some specifics into this, and that right there becomes this this offer with this guarantee, and it's leaning into your what you love, which is the the systems and and the procedures and and building something that you know is going to work for someone. Yeah, and I I think that when you start to focus on the outcomes too, James, one of the things that I've seen over and over and over again is outcomes are scalable, right? Uh, A program, if I'm like, I'm selling me, that's not scalable. I only have so much time and it's my most precious resource. A system, however, is very scalable. Hey, here's how you do the program. Here's how you do it. Here's the checks and balances. Here's how you show me that you're doing the work. If you start to build out those systems where that information, that data is seamlessly given and received and all that, 
then what ends up happening is we now have something that can be duplicated and you don't have to be the only one doing it. You can start to train other people. Here's how you meet with clients. Here's how you work with them. This is how you go from being a solopreneur, which I did for a while, to having a business where you can go take vacation for three weeks and be in the mountains or be at the beach or do both and travel the world and spend time with your family. You can have the freedom that you want. That's ultimately what we all want and make the money that you would like to make at the same time. And so if you start to create these offers that make it really easy to get more leads that then turn into more sales, and you have an active pipeline now of new customer acquisition, scaling up doesn't seem scary. It doesn't seem untenable. It doesn't seem like you're risking. It just seems like the next natural step. And at that point, you're able to go, well, look, we're doing really well. I have a system in place. All I need to do is bring another person in, have them watch me do this for a little bit, have them do it with me for a little bit, and then have them run on their own for a little while, and I'm good to go. And then you repeat that process and start to lead your leaders instead of leading your personal training clients or however you're setting your stuff up. And then what you can inherently do when you do that is people can still access you for double, triple, quadruple the price, which makes your margins go up which makes your life better and on and on and on. And that right there is, I mean, it's, it's just funny how this is so similar to the conversation I was having with my client earlier, which is that need to track and, and, and cultivate her systems so that she can properly train someone else to step in when, when she's ready, because, you know, I mean, there's those phases of entrepreneurship, which is, you know, if you're selling a service phase one, I want more money, just get more clients, but you run out of time. So phase two, I want more money, get better clients, clients who pay you more. You still run out of time. So you have to have this phase three, which is you need to create revenue streams that do not have a direct tie into your personal time. And that's having something where you can onboard someone else and have them take some of your clients. And yeah, you can still do the work, but all of a sudden you're only doing certain clients or, or clients at a certain level. But your system now is bigger than just you. And I think that's, that is what we think about when we think about scalability. Yes. And it also gives you inherently more value as the business owner entrepreneur. If someone ends up getting some of your time for some reason, they think that they're going to leave. They're not seeing the results. Guess what? Your person that's working for you can always say, hey, listen, before you go, let me let you talk with our owner, our founder, our CEO, whatever your title is, right? Let me let, let you connect with them. They're going to help you. They're going to give you 30 minutes of their time for free. Let's just work on that. So you're, what's, it's going to do so much for you in quality of life. And just having that extra layer of authority means you're now an added value that someone may stay around for. And it only takes 30 minutes of your time. And they're going to say, you know what? Yeah, let's do another 90 days. I'm going to double down on this. You know what? You're right. You changed my mentality on this. So just whatever that conversation is. And you're going to be more removed from the business. You'll have more cogent thoughts because you're not doing everything. And that's really, really helpful. You know, something else that occurred to me as you were saying that is, you know, the more we build these systems, I do believe the more the consumer is going to 
feel that they can't do without you in the system. They're going to feel so taken care of that you've thought of everything. Oh, wow. You, you actually thought of this. I can't, I, I wasn't anticipating this. And, and that right there, I think is, is just such a great way to honor and nurture individuals who have chosen to invest in us versus, you know, unfortunately there are, there are some business owners who's like, well, I, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a transactional style business. They, they've processed their transaction. I just need to make another transaction. You know, if they're unsatisfied, so be it. But spending this time up front is going to rapidly increase the chance that you are going to have such a high success rate with your clients and a high level of satisfaction from your clients. And then they are going to be, you have, I mean, this changed everything for me. You have to work with, with, you know, David or whomever it is. They thought of everything, stuff I never would have fathomed. Yeah, you know, I mean, there. Look, one of the issues that a lot of people—I don't—I think almost every person in America has right now is there's so much conflicting data about health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's pervasive, it's constant, and they're looking for someone that's a wise sage to not be the hero, because that's not how selling works. They're supposed to be the guide, or as I like to call them, the Yoda, right? Luke Skywalker, I'm a nerd, just deal with it. Uh, Luke Skywalker is the hero of Star Wars, right? And Luke's job is to go kill Darth Vader and destroy the Death Star. And he needs a guide to help him achieve that goal. And it's a crazy goal. And so he goes to the little green man on this weird planet to get the guide. And that's what we need to be in the fitness industry and really for every industry. This is true for marketing and uh, for my flight school that I own and all sorts of stuff, right? Like the company, the service, the product that you're providing is simply the tool, the guide, the resource that helps the hero achieve their goal. And we have to remind ourselves to your point, James, this is so good. I'm so glad you said this. We have to remind ourselves that the person that we're selling to, they're worried about their day. They're seeing through their eyes, their own life, the way that you see your life through your own eyes. And so because of that, if you figure out these little systems, nuances, thoughtful ideas that's going to make their life easier, better, more relaxed and stress-free, the more you're going to do to help them. You know, I, I remember one of the best hacks that someone ever gave me was, hey, Dave, you have, this was years ago, I was so stressed out. At 29, I had my first business. It was crushing it. It was a seven-figure business. And I went to my doc and he said, hey, Dave, how do you know you're going to have a heart attack? And I was like, I don't understand the question. He goes, you don't know you're going to have a heart attack. You just have one. He said, you're the most stressed out person we've ever tested. We've tested over 4,500 people. You're 29. If you don't change your life, you're not going to make it to 40. I was like, oh, damn. And what I had done, like a lot of people do, is I was a multi-sport athlete in high school. I was in great shape. I meditated regularly. I was in all these habits. I got married, started my career, had a kid, had a business, and I just stopped taking care of myself. And so one of the ways that a good friend of mine who's very, very into fitness told me, she goes, hey, Dave, I know that you need to unwind after a long work day. So do this. Watch a, a show or a movie on your phone and just walk up and down your stairs. You can watch whatever you want. 
you can take as long as you want. Just walk up and down the stairs. And she was like, because the reason is if you do it for an hour and you're just going at a low pace, you're, you're probably going to burn 300 to 400 calories. And she was like, so that's 340 calories that you haven't burned before. And it's getting your heart rate up. Maybe you're at 130, 140. She's like, but it's better than sitting in the couch. And I was like, damn, that was really helpful. <laughs> and so I just started doing that. But that's the thing the people who listen to this podcast, they have those sorts of insights. They have those sorts of mentalities that you're, you think everyone has, and they just don't. They don't know the hacks that you know. And if you give them a little bit, they're going to run with it pretty far, and they will start to see the results just because, uh, and I know everybody listening to this knows this, most people are not working out on a regular basis. Most people are not taking care of themselves. Most people are eating crap. And then they're not, they're like, I don't know why my belly's so big. It's like, well, I've got like 10 things you can do tomorrow that are going to make you better. So it, I, I think the same when it comes to productivity, like I, I do not understand how people don't get productivity. It, it, but, but they don't have these systems or the hacks or the, uh, the procedures that I go through every day to ensure that it is possible for me to run multiple businesses or to manage multiple teams. But I overthink it because it's already in my head. Like, I don't, I don't have to think about it, but the littlest thing of, like a checklist I do the night before could be the biggest game changer for a client of mine who needs that solution. And that's why you talk so much about systems. And, and I love that you do that. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those things, you know, my first business, I really built it all around me and I was the guru and every client wanted to, and we, we worked with huge clients too. We worked with Target and Time Magazine. And what would happen every time, man, was we, we, I'd have an account manager who's dealing with them on a regular basis. But then whenever something big comes up, they're like, Hey Dave, can you fly to New York? Hey Dave, can you fly to Knoxville, Tennessee? Hey Dave, can you come to San Diego? Cause we've got to roll this out. And so what I, what would I do? I'd put on the suit. I'd get on a plane. I'd fly out the night before the day, the morning of red eye it, right. I'd get there. I'd do a presentation. I'd sit in the conference room for eight hours. They're paying me for my time to be there the whole time. They paid for my flight on first class. They paid for my nice hotel. They did all that stuff. And still, it was my time. It was me. They always wanted me and I was super stressed out. So what I've done in all my businesses since then is I built it going, I work on the business, not in the business. And because I think about it that way, I get to live in the mountains half the year. I get to work out every single day. I get to go swim in the river with the spawning salmon. I get, I get to do all these, I get to homeschool my kids because I really valued that. And so because I get to do those things and the businesses are growing because of the systems that I have in place, it's just a different mentality. I mean, James, I know you're there. It's just a different mentality to go, okay, how can I make my life easier? And in the short run, it's going to mean more work. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're already doing more work. So like, hey, what would it look like to ratchet up your work, you know, by 20% over the next six weeks so that you could lessen it by 40%? It's like, yeah, okay, I'll sign up for that because you're going to ask your clients to sign up for that when they start training with you. They're going to have to ratchet up and then they're going to see the results and they're going to start to feel better because it's really, man, don't we all know this? The first like three to four weeks of working out, dragging your abuse to it's not in shape yet. So I think it's just thinking about it differently. Mm -hmm. I think you, you summed that up so, so perfectly. Uh, 
this, of course, this has me rethinking everything I'm doing, which is good, <laughs> which is good. Um, but, you know, no, it really does reinforce like, you know, particularly like with, you know, where I'm at right now, which is, you know, I, I, I'm a new father. My son uh, is, is, you know, as of recording this Congrats. 10 months, thank you. But, and, and I'm at this crux where it's like, yeah, I love the work I do and I love long work days and long work weeks, but I don't love it as much as I love going home to my family. And if I could focus over the next, let's say 16 weeks or whatever it is and build out systems that frees up my time in 20 weeks, well, that's an investment worth doing. And the best part is, is it can set something up to grow the business even more. And that's, that's what I love. Uh, David, where, where can listeners go to learn more about you and, and just a lot of the, the work you're doing with your companies? Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to, you can check me out on social media. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, my, my personal handle for that is at RealDVal, just D-V-A-L. Um, and then I'd love to throw out an offer to your listeners if, if that's okay, James. I've got something free that I think that they may take us up on. So I have a branding agency. It's called VHS. Um, so they do logo design, website design, run people's social media, and they also do a lot of the outrageous offer conversations that we're having here. They do that. That's that's part of what they help our clients with. So what I'd love to offer is uh, if you're interested in getting some free logo mock-ups. We'll do three free logo mock-ups if you think you need a refresh. If you don't have a logo and you're like, hey man, it's time to brand myself, just shoot me an email, david at vhsdesign.co. Mention the name of this podcast in the headline and I'll get you set up with three free logo mock-ups. You can use those if you'd like, uh, or you can uh, engage with us further or somebody else to kind of flesh those out for you, but uh, give you an idea of what you could do different with your branding. That is awesome. And we're going to make sure that is in the show notes. And David, just want to thank you so much. This was such an insightful conversation. Really appreciate you taking the time to be a part of it. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, James. This was super fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Image podcast. Please follow, like, and review wherever you happen to listen to the show. And if you want to connect to me, you can find me at jamespatrick.com, Instagram at jpatrickphoto, or you can text me any of your marketing questions to 480-605-3254. Thanks again. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.